0: Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today, Jeff, we got a little Week 9 recap. I know it wasn't the best week for you, though, looking over some of your teams here. Kirk Cousins let you down this week, I would say, as that seems to be the theme with your teams. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, he didn't uh he didn't have the greatest of weeks and then AJ Green gets ejected from the game, so uh you know, once again fantasy football always can jump up and surprise you.
0: You never quite know week to week what's gonna happen. So we'll go gear game by game. We'll just get going right away. How about this? Let's start off with Denver, Philadelphia. I want to go over this game. Do you remember this uh whole thing about the you don't want to play players against the Denver defense? Remember this little thing? Yeah, I recall that conversation. Philadelphia scores fifty-one points. I, I think we can pretty much give up on the whole Denver defense thing at this point. I mean, yeah, they're still decent, but they were. I was looking at it and they they were, they were only fifteenth against the pass fantasy scoring wise coming into today, and then Carson Wentz just throws all over them. Are are you scared about them going forward at all, or is this is this like a sign of things to come, or is this Philadelphia this good?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm feeling. I mean, obviously. You know, Broncos defense, you can cool off on them a bit. But I I think the big one here is the Eagles offense. They have been excellent. It feels like every team they run up against, they kind of do the same exact thing. And I don't know how he does it, but it feels like every week, Wentz puts up a ton of touchdowns without really going too crazy on the yardage. So once again, 199 yards with four TDs. I mean, you know, I mean, so it's not like he's throwing all over the field. He's just... Just very, very productive, and and I don't know. I mean, Ajayi does have the touchdown, but Clement, I mean, not only does he get more rushes than Ajayi, but he also catches a touchdown in the passing game. Is he someone that you're going to be looking at now, or do you think this is kind of a one-off?
0: Just a one-off. They're just getting Ajayi into it. They have a bye week next week. He looked pretty good when he was out there. He, he had limited time to even learn the playbook. I think after the bye week, he's going to be the guy getting all of the work, all of the carries. And Clement, he's going to be probably a piece there. He's obviously overtaken maybe Smallwood for sure. And I could see Blunt taking more of a back, you know, backseat to this. So Clement will have some value. I'm just not going to target him at all. But I think Ajayi is going to be pretty good going forward here. He finally got a touchdown. He hadn't had a touchdown with Miami all year. Comes to Philly and scores one right away. So I think he's going to be fine for the future. I'm yeah, Clement might have some value in deeper leagues, but I wouldn't really rush to get him. Yeah, I was
1: yeah, I was kind of surprised with that backfield because they had four guys that they, you know, really they gave five or more carries to. I mean Smallwood five, Ajay eight, Blount nine, and then Clement twelve, which is, you know, you I realize Ajay just got there. But at the same time, talking about spreading the ball around it seemed like they kind of were trying anything that would work, and obviously every single one of these guys put up good numbers today since they did score fifty-one points. But you're wondering, even though they got a Jai and he's probably going to be the main guy there, it, you know you do you really think they're going to get away from this kind of committee running back situation they got going?
0: No, I think it'll still be more of a committee with a Jai leading the committee. But when they're they have great record right now, they don't need to really run the ball with any one guy all the time. Why waste it right now? Just have everybody fresh for the playoffs. So I think that's kind of what their mindset will be going forward for that. And then how about Alshon actually put up a big game for once there? Yeah, it did. Actually, two weeks in a row he scored touchdowns.
1: Yeah, that's that's really good to see, especially the multi-touchdown games. Because um, like you said, they don't really need to pepper anyone with the ball. And as you saw, it's kind of all over the place. But um, yeah, Jeffrey, big game. And that's uh, very, very nice to see, especially since Wentz has been clicking so well. Uh, you would like to see the number one option on that team kind of produce a little more than he has been for fantasy.
0: On the Denver side, not much to talk about really. C.J. Anderson didn't do much, but this is what happens when Denver gets down early. They don't run the ball, so Anderson didn't do much of anything. Devontae Booker's clearly taken over the second running back role from Jamal Charles, I think, at this point, and who knows, maybe they want to keep looking at him over Anderson in the next few weeks, especially if they're going to be struggling like this. They might think Booker's more of the future than Anderson is, so I could see him doing a little bit more. And then really the only other player who didn't think Demarius Thomas had a pretty solid game, which is surprising with how bad they played. Eight for seventy and a touchdown. So he's he made if you played him, he was all right, but the rest of the team just I am I'm, I'm worried about pretty much all Denver players for the future. I, I probably would still start Demarius, but worried about the rest.
1: Yeah, I mean you gotta love that, you know, Brock returns to the to the field just to get slaughtered again. But you're wondering if that, you know, the style he plays, maybe that, you know, lends itself to Demaryius Thomas. Maybe he's going to kind of just lock down on on that big, you know, athletic guy compared to what Simeon was doing. So, you know, maybe you'll see Thomas will continue this kind of upswing. He's, I mean, obviously, if he's got the talent. So. It might be the one bright spot for Denver if they continue with Osweiler because we know that <laughs> you know their winning is not going to get any better with them.
0: All right, let's move on to Baltimore, Tennessee. Probably go over this one too, kind of quickly. Not a lot that was interesting in this game. I'll talk, start with the Tennessee side. They won. Mariota had an okay game, two touchdowns, 218 yards. Nothing special there for him from him at all. Um, Walker led the team in receiving with 5 for 71, with Richard Matthews at 4 for 70 and a touchdown, though which was nice, but not much volume. Corey Davis actually played. Got two catches, so nice to see him playing. And then not much from the running game, but Henry salvages it with a touchdown. Murray did nothing, 9-for-19. Nine
1: tell you the truth, they, it has been very, very disappointing. I know they've had injuries kind of all over the place, but I still can't really put my finger on exactly why their run game has taken such a bad seat. And, you know, Murray is up there right now for biggest bust of the year. Um, you know, he's probably on the short list. He just cannot get it going, 9-for-19. Nine um, I don't know. Like, it doesn't inspire any confidence moving forward for really anyone on this team.
0: No, not at all. And, I mean, you're still playing Delaney, Delaney Walker at tight end if you have him because the tight end is just a, you know, tough position right now. But I guess the only hope is Corey Davis. That's pretty much the only hope. And hopefully he just was getting back into things today and then we can see more from him in the future. But, I mean, even, I guess Mariota's still fine as a fill-in guy because he, he got the two touchdowns today. That was a decent game, but... Not not as good of an offense as I was hoping to see this year. And then Baltimore, eh. Flacco, you're not really starting him no matter what. He's going to have games that are decent like this. And then, I mean, the run game, Collins at 13 for 43. Buck Allen, 7 for 21. Caught a touchdown, got 44 yards receiving. So I think that's what well, that's pretty much what to expect from this team with the running backs. I mean, Buck Allen's still going to have some value, but I have a really hard time playing him.
1: Yeah, you know, it's going to be up and down. Uh, I'm kind of with you. I think Collins is the guy to... To own from there, and Buck Allen is kind of a guy that you have on your bench, and especially finish out these bye weeks. You know, he's kind of a a, a nice player to have, but you know, after that, there's there's really no reason to play him.
0: And the only really other player did much. Macklin, good eight for ninety eight games, so that's solid for Macklin. And I mean, he's still a borderline what wide receiver three. He's in a lot of lineups that way, especially with the bye weeks we had. So it's decent outing, but. I think once everyone's teams are back to full strength with no bye weeks, Macklin's probably not too much of an option for you. But he's been decent enough as a fill-in. All right, how about the next game here? Another uh, kind of an ugly game, at least for one side of the, <laughs> the teams. New Orleans-Tampa Bay, and the Saints beat up on Tampa 30-10. to Jameis Winston goes out with an injury. What is happening to the Bucks, man? They're just looking terrible lately. Doug Martin eight eight carries for seventy yards. I don't think he even played the second half. I don't know why that was. What was going on? I
1: literally go through this entire team and there is no one that stands out. I mean, it was just
0: poor all the way. Cameron Brate one for nine. Like it's just bad. I mean, you're still playing Evans, but we've talked about Evans though last few weeks that it's not. He's not putting up these big games. And if they're going to play this badly, we're not going to see him. It's I mean Evans, he's not this elite wide receiver one. No, not with Winston playing the way he is.
1: And he still has put up, like, good numbers this year. I mean, so, but, yeah, I mean, the, I guess the red zone production just hasn't been there. Uh, and, you know, I don't know, Winston used to throw, even when he threw interceptions, he'd throw a lot of touchdowns, but it seems to be uh, kind of heavy on one side, you know, lately. Um, but, you know, it, you know, the bright side about this game is obviously the Saints, who seem to have gotten it together. Breeze goes out, does his thing like usual, but the one that was probably the most intriguing, not only because I own him in a lot of stuff, but is Kamara, who, as soon as AP got traded, just looks like his weight
0: in gold. Man, he is good. And I'm happy we were on this one early because we saw the talent there. And I mean, he fits this Saints offense perfectly, I think. Just he's the perfect player for that.
1: I love that he scores both rushing and receiving the ball. I mean, he was their second top receiving. I mean, obviously, Thomas was eight receptions, 65 yards. Camaro actually only had two less uh, receptions, so six for 84 and a touchdown. And then they hand the ball off to him 10 times for 68 and a touchdown as well. I mean, whew, this guy moving forward, is, I think he's the number one. He could... I don't want to get ahead of myself too much because Thomas and Ingram are both wonderful players, but because he gets production in both, I almost feel safer playing Kamara than I would the other two. Do you feel the same, or do you think I'm jumping the gun?
0: No, I agree because even if he doesn't get the rushing numbers one game, he's probably going to get the receiving numbers. He's not going to have every game like this where he gets both, but he's going to have very few games where he doesn't where he where he fails in both categories. You know what I mean? It's going to be at least one or the other, so he's going to be valuable every time and. Man, I'm excited about Kamara. I and sad thing is I don't own him basically in any leagues. I didn't really follow my advice on that. Because I just didn't I didn't I knew the talent was there, but I didn't see it coming like this, especially with that crowded backfield. But man, he's he's good. He's something something to watch here. All right. Next game. There's not much else in that game, I guess. Ted Ginn's going no, to touch yeah. on <laughs> You run out of players really quickly. I'll talk look about through, that one. There's <laughs> not much, is there? Yeah. Yeah, Ted Ginn. I say Ted Ginn did score a touchdown though, so he's He's continuing to be valuable. That's an yeah, interesting. Yeah, you know, one. he
1: sneaks into uh, definitely. I mean, more than playable. I'll give him what it was he almost had sixteen points today for uh, in in standard scoring. So definitely still trotting along.
0: He's just quietly producing. All right. How about the Rams Giants? And the Rams put up fifty one points. As I was gonna say,
1: what is up with these random teams scoring fifty one today? Feels like
0: every other game. The Rams and Eagles this year. They are they're good. Both of them. And Goff throws four touchdown passes. He only completed 14 passes on the game, only 14 completions, but threw 311 yards and four touchdowns.
1: Yeah, how crazy is that? I mean, just throwing these bombs and a lot of them going to Woods, which is even kind of crazier. And he is another guy that has been quietly producing. And obviously this is a, you know, kind of a a leap forward, but four catches for 70 yards and two touchdowns. uh, all of a sudden, this guy's kind of on the map, and he has been a better ad than Watkins, even though Watkins had the one big bomb today for the touchdown.
0: <laughs> Watkins. Oh, man. He did something. Got he the, did. I mean, that's, the, a, that's,
1: you a, know, that's what he can do. I mean, a 67-yard bomb, it doesn't, uh, you know,
0: <laughs> it points are points. I wish there was more to it than just one catch, but hey, it's something. And then Gurley just does his thing. He doesn't look, I mean, the running of the ball wasn't great today, but hey, two touchdowns. So,
1: Yeah, the only thing that kind of worries me about that was the fact that Brown pretty much matched him for the amount of carries. I mean, obviously, they were blowing the Giants out of the water, so I kind of get it. But you never want to see anyone encroach on you know, the extra carries Gurley's going to get.
0: The only thing that does worry me about that, it's not even the fact about Brown, obviously, he's not going to overtake Gurley or even come close at any time, is that if the Rams blow out more teams like this, I mean, unless Gurley gets all the production early, which today he did, he got the touchdowns. He might be sitting on the bench for second halves of games because they're just dominating if they continue to play like this. I don't see maybe they will, but that's the only problem when you have these blowouts. He could have had just a massive game, but they just didn't need him to do it. So that's maybe they just can't blow out teams too much. You know, at least let it, stay it close so he can just run off the clock running the ball. And then the Giants side of things. The only really bright spot to me. I mean, the run game, I guess, wasn't terrible. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you look at the numbers. You look at the numbers, and and there's a few that you know they're fine. You know I mean, like like you were just talking about Darqua getting 71 yards, that's great. And Shepard five for 70, that's pretty good as well. But I assume that you're about to talk about Ingram, yes? He he jumps up to be a, a top five, probably the number four tight end of late. Um, so he just with you know all the injuries on that team, he he continues to produce and mean uh, Manning. Meaning, Manning is uh, looking for him in the for the in the end zone. So he's turning into a very valuable player to have down the stretch.
0: Ingram's he's a every week every every week start now at this point. You're never he's never going to be on your bench. I would say it's he he's been good and there's really isn't many people to throw the ball to. So Ingram's going to be the guy there. And I mean I think Shepard's going to have some value yet, but just it that team is so bad right now that. It's hard to see him having a lot of value. I think it's pretty much Ingram is about the only guy you want to play from that team. So the other guys, yeah, if you have to, do. But yeah, Ingram for sure. How about Jacksonville, Cincinnati? And Fournette was a surprise inactive today, which really threw a lot of people off there. But I guess we'll find out exactly why he was basically, essentially, he's he's inactive. It basically seems like a team suspension for the game. Because of what? He missed a team photo? Like, it's a rumor out there. So, hey, they didn't need him, though. They get the win. Without him, I mean, there's really not much to talk about for the Jacksonville side, is there? I mean, Fournette's their team. So, I don't really... Lee got a touchdown, but anything anything there at all you're excited about, pretty much Fournette.
1: Yeah, yeah, without him... I mean, it really is. They just give the ball off, and, and yeah. I, I mean, I guess you're right. I guess Lee is kind of intriguing, but I'm never gonna put you know a lot of stock into Bortles or what he can do. So without Fournette, I'm you know they're more of a defensive team at this point. So I'm, I'm not too worried about it.
0: Hopefully next week they'll make D.D. Westbrook active finally. It was kind of a surprise they didn't. Everyone was kind of looking forward to that, and he wasn't. So next week, next week's the big D.D. Westbrook Westbrook breakout game. That's what we're looking forward to for that. And Cincinnati, Joe Mixon got a touchdown, I guess at least. Yeah. I mean, that's about it. Silver lining. Yeah. I mean, God, I mean, oh man, the
1: Bengals offense has been so dismal. And it just in the stat line for Dalton, it just shows you how how poor. And I know Jaguars have been very, very good on defense, but 10 for 18 for 136 yards and zero TD, zero interceptions. I mean, it's just such a bland. It's like they can't get anything going. They don't even get that many attempts. I mean, on that, and top of that, they really they only ran the ball, what, 17 times? And three of them were by Dalton.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it's just, I still like Mixon, but the further and further we get along in the season, I just wonder, is it is it going to happen this year? Is this offense just too dysfunctional?
1: I, I do have to say, I do like it. And even with them doing so poorly today, I mean, he still pulled out a double-digit uh, fantasy day. So, you know, you can't be too upset. And once again, I, I still can't believe that Green got in that scrum and got tossed out of the game. Just, I mean, really he he was the only one that could have possibly made a big difference uh, you know, going up against that secondary that's been so so stout. So the fact that he got thrown out is pretty much game
0: over after that. Well hopefully he doesn't get suspended. So I guess we'll have to watch that. It's yeah. it's possible with how that I went. know. I, <laughs> if
1: they're gonna do it, I hope they just do it quick.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Carolina, Atlanta. Carolina gets to win Atlanta's offense still just not special at this point. And are you getting worried about Devonte Freeman at this at right now?
1: Uh, I mean, I actually, I was, I took him out of quite a few of my lineups just because he has been hurt. So I'm not getting too afraid. I think he's just finally kind of shaking it off. I think he'll bounce back, but, um, you know, he hasn't looked that great, but still 11 rushes for 46 yards. And then, you know, another four receptions for only 18, but, I think he will bounce back. I just think this is kind of the, uh, it wasn't the game for it.
0: And Julio had a good game, 6 for 118. Again,
1: without a touchdown.
0: Coleman gets a touchdown receiving, so if you played him, he made it a decent game. But other than that, he only had 24 total yards. So that's the, that's the risk with Coleman, though. But he gets a touchdown to make it worthwhile. And then Carolina, nice to see McCaffrey actually do something here. Yeah. Especially running the ball. Man. And
1: that was, they were all running. I mean, it really was Funchess 5 for 86, but other than that, the whole thing was just rushing. And Newton was a big part of that once again. So if you played him, even though he, his stat line for passing doesn't look very good, 137, 0 and 0. But uh, 9 rushes for 86 yards and a TD, saving your day.
0: Yeah, it's good to see that running from Newton. That's what makes him a good fantasy option. And I I didn't think it was going to happen this year, and it didn't start out that way, but... Looks like he has it back and they've realized that's how they can win games. Run the ball, with Newton.
1: Yeah. Now let's see if he can kind of turn his passing game back around and then he will be a, a back to the starting.
0: Yeah, Stewart though, a negative one point nine game with two fumbles. <laughs> so ugly. Just very ugly. Another ugly game. How about Arizona San Francisco? This is when he, <laughs> I the only thing I could talk about in this game, I guess, literally, Hyde. Uh, at least Carlos, I'll talk about the losing side. Of this. Carlos Hyde, actually, in a losing effort, caught nine passes for 84 yards. That's the big numbers there. he had 125 total yards, but nine catches for 84 yards. That was kind of nice to see.
1: Yeah, no kidding. And That's it, though. Yeah, I mean, that's it. That really, really is it. That's
0: and amazing. We can stop talking about them.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I do have to say, uh, Berthard, 51 attempts. Which is pretty staggering. He almost made it to 300 yards, didn't throw any touchdowns, an interception, but they're not backing away from him. So I think they just realize this is the path they're gonna have to take. Just pure, you know, (laughs) pure, pure numbers. Just playing the odds that you're gonna get one big play. But um, if they keep doing this, you might, you know, you might turn into uh, have a a few guys turn out, you know, uh, weeks that you wouldn't expect. So it's something to keep an eye on at least. Um, and who knows, maybe maybe someone like Goodwin or or someone like that could turn viable option uh, in a few weeks.
0: Well, they, they're going to be, I think, uh, they think, they have the bye week next week, and then, I don't know, does Garoppolo take over week 11? I guess we'll see what he has. And,
1: yeah, that's true. You would think he would, right? But even with him in there, you think they're going to have to pass a lot.
0: They haven't committed to it, though, so we'll see if they actually do it right away. I think they should after... Going to trade for him to see what see what he has. Like, I mean they're not gonna what's it what's it matter at this point? Yeah, exactly. Then Arizona, uh Peterson, thirty seven carries for hundred and fifty nine yards. Yeah, you gotta love it. And that's that's the most carries he's ever had in a game in his career. And they are just gonna run him into the ground. They do not care at this point.
1: Which is great for fantasy owners. I mean, if you know he's gonna get over twenty carries. Almost double that this time around. But, uh, you know, the guy can easily run for 100 yards a game, and you just hope he gets into the the end zone, which he didn't today. But, I mean, still, I'll take, you know, almost 16 points from no touchdowns.
0: And basically it's Peterson and Larry Fitzgerald are really your only fantasy options on this team at this point. Fitzgerald, decent. He still was able to get an okay game with Stanton at quarterback. Stanton did throw two touchdowns, but It's Peterson, Fitzgerald, the rest of the players you can just, eh. Don't worry about John Brown. What did have one catch, I think, for 52 yards, and that's about it. So the rest of the guys I just don't even worry about. How about Dallas, Kansas City? Dallas gets the win behind another good game from Zeke. We'll see if this is the last one we'll have before a suspension.
1: Yeah, every time I get cocky and pretty much say I told you so by, like, picking up McFadden or something, the fantasy football cosmic, you know, full-time foolery just drops me on my head again. So I'm going to just stop saying he's going to get suspended and say, hey, maybe he'll play the entire year, and then hopefully he'll finally get suspended.
0: (laughs) Dak had another great game, got the rushing touchdown, so he's been terrific. And Terrence Williams, 9 for 141. Going big. But, But every once in a while you get this game from Terrence Williams, I feel like. How many, over the last, how many years have we seen a big game from Terrence Williams? You get excited about it, and then you realize it's Terrence exactly. And next week, he will probably have five for twenty. Yeah, he,
1: he's not to be trusted even after this this show up. But the other guy, every once in a while, you get excited about him, is Beasley, <laughs> and he turns four catches into two touchdowns. So it's always fun to see that guy do well.
0: We haven't talked about him like at all this year. So
1: no, he, he was kind of the the darling of fantasy last year when Des was hurt, and uh, he you know obviously hasn't gotten the same kind of love because he hasn't been able to produce quite as well, but uh
0: turns out this game. And then yeah, Deza, the 6 for 73, hurt his ankle later in the game. I think it sounds like he's going to be fine for next week, so I guess it's something to watch, though. But it looks early indications are he'll be playing next week and be fine. And then Kansas City, a decent game from Alex Smith. Travis Kelsey gets one of the touchdowns. Another good game from him. Tur- <laughs> Tyreek Hill is just ridiculous, scoring at the end of the first half. I don't even know how he scored that touchdown. This guy is just ridiculous, but only two catches. Hey, but he made it work with one touchdown. That's what he does. And then Kareem Hunt. This is the one I'm interested about. Do you think this is more of a sign that things to come for Kareem Hunt, and this is kind of more what we should expect in those first few weeks? He'll never quite reach that level? That was just a little crazy? Is this? I mean, this isn't probably. He'll be better than this, but. Yeah, I mean. What do you think he's going to do? Yeah, I think he kind of
1: I, – I don't think – I think this is probably a little bit low. Um, You know, obviously they have the, the bye week and then they get going again. I think the rest will do him good. But I, I think he kind of hit his uh, – in the middle weeks, right? He started off and he was just doing, he was going bananas. He had 40, over 20, over 20. And then he started getting into pretty much 11 to 12 points every week. And I think that's where you can kind of see him. The last two weeks he struggled. But once again, the, against good teams, so Denver and Dallas. Um, he just couldn't get in. He just hasn't been able to get in the end zone rushing since week four, really. So I I think this is going to be it going forward, which is also a little scary because I feel like this is what the chiefs kind of do. I feel like they slow down. And then by the time they hit the playoffs, you know, they, they get destroyed by someone. So um, I don't know. I mean, what do you think? What do you think about like how he's going to finish out?
0: I mean, I think he's going to be still obviously at number one running back, but early on, a lot of what he did is seemed to be remember like his stats were almost inflated with the late long touchdown runs that he just broke free and just really, really inflated those stats, mm-hmm. which he was still doing fine. He was doing really good, but it made it even look like he was just, just ridiculously good. I mean, again, this, I'm going to go back to this. this is he was a later pick in the draft what, what third rounder, maybe fourth round, something like that. This is, I don't think there's, I mean, he's good, but I don't think he's, like, I don't think he's special, you know, really elite. I think he's very good. I just don't know if he's, like, Leonard Fournette good kind of a thing. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And I, I guess for this game, too, Cowboys kind of got up. Um, I don't know. I, I, I guess I don't know. The the fact that they only rushed him nine times, I think that's a, kind of an anomaly as well. That's why I'm not too low on him. Because I, I feel like that is going to be the lowest he's going to have this year. I feel like you on that team and that offense, you have to rush that guy in double digits every single time. And as you can see, this the only other time he has gotten this few carries was in Pittsburgh week six, which he also had nine. Other than that, the closest was 13 and then jumps to 17. And then it gets ridiculous all the way up to 29. So they love to give this guy the ball. And I think the fact they only gave it to him nine times is the reason why uh, he had such a bad week. And I don't think that's going to be the usual. So I think he'll finish in the top, you know, probably like third running back because I think he'll he'll continue to slow this down. And people like Bell and people that are a little more consistent, usually down the stretch, will jump him. But um, I think he's going to be a great running back to have, but I don't think he's going to be, you know, weeks one through three where you think this guy is going to be the one that wins me the playoffs.
0: Well, and there's some people that might try to make the argument or it could be it could be valid completely. The reason Kansas City loses is because they do only run the ball with Hunt nine times. They need to get him 15 to 20 carries. They'd be in a little better shape. I mean, there's always that argument. So you can see that side of it. How about the next game? Colts, Texans, and (laughs) the Texans.
1: Oh, man, this is not what you wanted to see. So Watkins goes down, and I'm not laughing about Watkins going down, but the fact that they immediately go out and lose to Indianapolis which has been by far probably, I would say, the worst team. Uh, Man, it just shows you how good Watkins was and how much he meant to everyone else. Um, And I do have to say, Hopkins didn't seem that affected, but everyone else definitely
0: was. Yeah, and even Miller looks pretty decent with what he was given, but the problem is when they're losing like this, they don't have Watson. He's only going to get – he gets 10 carries. I mean, Foreman, though, at 11, there's that split again, so – Miller, I you know, I'm actually, I think Miller's been a little better this year than people maybe are giving him credit for. But if they're going to be losing to the Colts, it's not going to really matter, you know. I just don't think Tom Savage is the answer here for this No, team. but
1: I mean, yeah, I think you're just kind of, yeah, I, I mean, right now you're stuck for them. But, I mean, do you think that maybe there's a, a different option
0: for them out there? Uh, maybe a guy named Colin Kaepernick. Oh, uh, there we go. I mean, I, I doubt it's going to happen at this point. It seems like everything's crazy, but. In reality, he would be a better option than Tom Savage or T.J. Yates, who they just re-signed. And I doubt it would ever happen, but it would be nice to see with this offense. I think it would fit, but hey. If it doesn't, if something like that doesn't happen, I I would even worry about Hopkins. Yes, he scored the touchdown, but I would definitely worry about him. And this just killed Will Fuller's value. It's Will Fuller's, like, not playable, I think, at this point. You can't play him.
1: Yeah, he plummets. I mean, two catches for 32 yards. It's not, you know, it's not like nothing, especially for the first game back with Savage. Um, and obviously Hopkins 6 for 86. So Savage, it wasn't like Savage had a terrible game by any means. I mean.
0: 19 for 44. That was pretty
1: bad. I mean, yeah, the, the percentage is low, but he's still at 219 yards, which is. Kind of low, but a TD, no interceptions. You think that going against Indianapolis, that kind of game plan would get it done? It just didn't. So you wonder. I mean, you can't really throw more with him, but you wonder if he'll he'll build on that. And he's not making the big mistakes. So I don't know. They'll. Pro- I I just assume they'll probably stick
0: with the guy. I I'm assuming they will too. So, but maybe maybe there'll be improvement. But I'm not I'm not sold on it. How about the cold side? Brissett looked pretty good. 308 yards and two touchdowns. Really did, solid game from him. Pretty much
1: almost all of that went to Hilton, which just, you know, blew up today. I Only for five catches, 175, 175 yards off five catches, two of those for touchdowns. I mean, ah, that is a. The, we all know Hilton, what he can do, and he's good. But I never thought he was going to have a game like this, especially without Luck.
0: No, and pretty much everyone has kind of just written him off before this game. There's a lot of people that sat him. I mean, I've even heard of people dropping him, which is crazy. I always hate when people drop players like that. And he just, he went off today. I mean, very well. I can see next week him scoring, getting like three catches for 30 yards. It's very, very possible with this team. But it was nice to see that, that he still has that in him. And then, I mean, the running game, it's all gore with 17 carries today. Didn't really do much with it, 51 yards. Marlon Mack, nine carries, 29 yards. And... The problem with Marlon Mack is going to be, I think he's extremely talented running back, but he missed a couple blitz pickups in that game that one of them where Brissett was sacked and it was returned for a fumbled return for a touchdown. And that is the kind of thing that's going to keep a player off the field. You know, that's, he can be as good as he wants to, he can be great running the ball, but if he can't pick up a blitz and he's, this quarterback gets sacked and they score a touchdown off of it, it's going to be hard for him to see the field as much. That's, I think, I mean, that's but that's a lot of rookie running backs, isn't it? They just can't, they don't have the protections down, They so that it's hard to stay All in right. the
1: field. It's always a, a very main concern, especially when they're already down a quarterback. You don't want to get, you know, your QB killed every game. But I, I think the other thing that was very interesting in this game is the fact that Doyle continued to produce. So, you know, not like uh, amazing numbers, but at the same time, he catches, which is great to see, especially in PPR leagues. And then for 63 yards. So once again Doyle comes out and he's able to play in the tight end position. And uh, moving forward, he's you know he's definitely jumping into the, kind of the the top handful of people I would trust. Which once again is is great to see, especially coming down this stretch and trying to figure out what tight end you can play. All
0: right, two more games. How about we talk about Washington, Seattle? Washington gets a win here with a late touchdown with just about just about a minute left. Rob Kelly runs it in after Dachson got down at about the half yard line, Jeff. Yeah, that would have been
1: that would have been nice. Cousins would have had a uh, a much better day.
0: And then, yeah, <laughs> Robert, I'll talk about Washington side here. Cousins, no touchdowns, two hundred forty-seven yards. So he disappointed in that way. But I mean, these numbers—if you saw these numbers in any other game, twenty-one for thirty-one, two forty-seven—if you add two touchdowns to it, it's a pretty solid game. So just the touchdowns weren't there, and two short touchdowns went to Rob Kelly, who only <laughs> ran the ball. E- <laughs> 14 for 18.
1: (laughs) I love love those numbers. I I really wish it was 14 for 14. But, yeah, so he was averaging just over a yard a carry. (laughs) Turns two of them into pay dirt. Uh, Whoever was starting Kelly out of necessity, uh, they got a huge gift today.
0: And then receiving-wise, it was led by Vernon Davis with 6 for 72. Docks into the 3 for 59. No Crowder, no Jordan Reed, and yet Terrell Pryor still 2 for 17.
1: Yeah, which you know I don't understand. I just <laughs> I made a joke about uh about Murray, you know, being in that biggest bust category, but I I think Pryor is is leading that charge <laughs> very proudly. It seems like
0: yeah, you got Murray and Pryor and Martavis Bryant all hanging out together. <laughs> exactly. Let's just. And then how about Seattle? Russell Wilson, he got about one point fantasy scoring at halftime and ends up with a twenty seven point six, does his second half thing again. They lose though, but (laughs) 297 yards, two touchdowns through the two picks, which hurt, but ran the ball for 77 yards. And remember the whole narrative after last week? It seemed to be, I was hearing some people say that Baldwin maybe isn't, maybe Richardson and Lockett were becoming on the same level as Baldwin. I think after this game, it's still clear. Baldwin's obviously his favorite target, seven for 108 and a touchdown.
1: Yeah. It was good to see him finally kind of ball out, if you will. Because yeah, everyone else was getting love, and he was just kind of getting forgotten. Uh, but once again, huge game. He just him and Wilson just have such a great rapport.
0: Yeah, and it's they're going to be a good combination for the rest of the season. And then they did give the ball to Lacey early. They like they said they would. They actually did. Then he leaves with a groin injury. So <laughs> some guys just can't catch a break. I'll tell you. No, we never got to see what he could actually do. So still avoid. I think you avoid Seattle running backs. So one more game. That's the game that just wrapped up just a little bit ago here. Oakland-Miami. Oakland wins by three. Jay Cutler actually had a solid game, though, for the losing team. Miami, 34 for 42, 311 yards and three touchdowns.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think you undersold it. I mean, that is one hell of a game. It really is.
0: It's like if they won,
1: it would be... Yes, yes, definitely better.
0: That's I, I, I didn't see this coming from Jay Cutler. I really didn't. Maybe yeah. this just shows Oakland's it... defense's pretty poor. I mean, that as well,
1: that's, that's definitely part of it. But what I like to, from what I saw from Cutler is the fact that he spread the ball around. Like sometimes you'll see like uh, Hilton today, you know, he was pretty much, you know, three quarters of a, a QB's production, but really, I mean, you know, like I'll just run them down real quick, but uh, you know, six for Thomas, six receptions. That is six receptions for Thomas, six receptions for Williams. Uh, five for Parker, and then six for Drake and Landry as well, and then you throw in a few to Stills and Fasano. So the fact that he spread the ball out that well, um, that, that's definitely saying something. And obviously Landry with the touchdown kind of saves his his day, and then Thomas and Williams as well. So, I mean, what do you think? And everyone was speculating, obviously, after a Ajayi gets traded, who is going to lead this running back? Is anyone worth anything? What, what did you kind of see out of that?
0: Well, it looks like Drake is going to get most of the early down work, like we kind of thought, and then Williams is going to be this passing back, which I think that's what's going to be in. It's almost to me, it could be very. It's I mean, there's a lot of teams that do this, but it could be more. This is they're going to be similar to like Baltimore to me, and they could be similar value to Baltimore with you know Collins, Buck Allen, Drake Williams could be similar to that. Both not with very good offenses, and they're going to have a lot of weeks where they don't do much. But I think it's going to be a similar kind of scenario to that, but Drake did look decent with his nine for 69, but he did get the fumble, but that's where I can kind of see it. They're going to have some good weeks, but not probably enough to have me want to play them. Maybe Williams and PPR a little more, but if Drake's only going to get nine carries, it's hard to play him. That's, you know, it's hard to play any running back if they're only going to get nine carries a game. Yeah,
1: I agree. And uh, that's why I kind of lean towards Williams. I think Drake is probably the better player. But uh, I don't, I mean, Ajay couldn't run the ball behind that line. I don't see how Drake is going to be that much different. Uh, and and Williams, yeah, he caught the touchdown today, so obviously his numbers look good. But I, I would probably bank more on him finding success in the passing game than Drake being that that successful trying to run the ball. Because obviously Drake did get six catches, though. So maybe it's one of those things that's just perception that Williams caught the touchdown. Uh, moving forward, maybe it'll be a little different. So, um. <laughs> I'm interested, but at the same time, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. I don't think either of these guys are going to be the answer.
0: And then Oakland, Carr had a decent game. Not not very great, but not terribly poor. Just average game for Carr, 300 yards, but only one touchdown. Lynch finally gets two touchdowns. Nice to see from Marshawn Lynch, 14 for 57 and two touchdowns. Probably his best game of the year, getting those touchdowns. And then Jared Cook, eight catches for 126 yards. That is kind of impressive to me. And he's had a couple of good games now here recently. I, is he starting to move into a territory where you can play him? Yeah, I
1: I feel like as multiple years that I'm like looking at Jared Cook and everyone always talks about how good he's going to be, um, I'm still very, very hesitant because I feel like he has done pretty well the last three weeks at least. You know, He went 6 for 107 yards against KC, then 4 for 57 in Buffalo, which is still not bad. And then obviously this eight for one twenty six, they hit a buy. Then it goes New England, Denver, Giants, and KC again. I, you know, I, I think there's better options out there, but I think Cook has turned into a top ten guy. Like I, I think he's probably borderline tight end one, um, but at at the same time. You know, there's there's just not that many tight ends out there that I trust. So he'll probably stay in the conversation, but uh, I'm still not that excited about him. He can completely disappear as you know as he did in a, in a couple of weeks already, like five and six point five, and then one point four. So
0: and then Mari Cooper four catches for fifty eight and Crabtree three for forty. So at least Cooper isn't putting up his early season numbers anymore, but he's also not putting up numbers like he did a few weeks ago, where he just went completely off, which. Is always going to be a disappointment when he's like this, because you know there's so much more there, and I've just I've I can't I don't know when it's going to be good when it's not anymore. So I'm just kind of you still play Amari Cooper, but he's disappointment to me. Yeah,
1: yeah. Hopefully you you were able to trade him after that after that big week. Maybe some of you were smart and did that. I have a feeling that most of us probably held on to him, thinking that he was turning the corner, but. <laughs> Yep.
0: <laughs> I think that's probably the truth. Yeah. After that game, how good he was, everyone kind of thought that's how it's going to be. but Yeah, you play him, though. You play him because if you don't, you're going to miss that big week. The only way you're ever going to get the big weeks is if you keep him in your lineup. So keep playing him. All right, I think that's going to do it, though. I think we hit every game for Week 9. So well, we'll be back with waivers on Tuesday. There might be a couple players out there. Again, I don't think it's that anything that interesting though. Not a lot of great, great options. Maybe the still the Miami backs might be out there. That's might be about it, but we'll be back. We'll talk to you guys then.